You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Weekly, the T-Biz Podcast and T-Biz Blog offer business insights on the news that most impacts the tea industry. Paired with T-Journey Magazine for tea enthusiasts, the T-Biz Portal is a global resource providing nuanced coverage for everyone who loves tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. AVPA names Teas of the World winners. Entries are up 21% to more than 300 contestants, including several from less well-known origins. India lifts a tea blending ban. Falling tea leaf prices distress Assam smallholders. Plus, Nishal Ben Skoda, founder of the Nepal Tea Collective, shares his vision of a public benefit corporation that shifts the focus to creating value for every stakeholder in tea, not just shareholders. And now, a word from our sponsor. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliftia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Competitors earned 25 gourmet gold, 36 silver, and 34 bronze medals in the fifth Teas of the World International Contest in Paris last week. The competition awarded 95 medals in two broad categories, monovarietal teas and infusions, blends, and scented teas. Entries increased by 33% to more than 300 from 25 countries, including several less well-known origins. Winners were announced during an online event on October 13th that featured videos by grateful growers who introduced themselves in their gardens, teas, and strikingly scenic terrar. Taiwan dominated the Camellia sinensis categories, collectively earning 8 of 17 gold medals. Chinese growers earned 4 gold medals, followed by Vietnam with 2. The Wang family tea and Shanlinji Mountain, Taiwan, received gold medals for two of its oolongs, and Hanbin oolong tea in Fujian, China, was also awarded two gold medals. Oolongs once again dominated as jury favorites, but white teas also did well, 
with gold medals awarded to Le Labyrinthine Enchanté for T. Blanc and Pariel and to Jasbury White Tea in Ilum, Nepal, as well as Milky Way White Tea by Fumocha Tea in Mioli, Taiwan. Karine Baudry chaired this year's juries, quote, We are very happy to have been given the opportunity to taste teas with different personalities and characteristics, she said in the celebration video. Entries from Peru, Colombia, Laos, Cambodia, France, and Ukraine demonstrated the expanding geographical boundaries of tea production. Tisans and scented teas were awarded eight gold medals. The Nepal Tea Collective in New York struck gold with its lemongrass infusion, and Satemwa in Malawi, Africa, won gold for its lemon verbena. Bitakao in Colombia, South America, was awarded a gold medal for its caramel chamomile, and Lotre Tea in France received a gold medal for its smoky chai. French tea retailer Nanshen was awarded gold for the scented Harmonie, and Xiuben Jian Oolong in Miaoli, Taiwan, earned gold for its Moke Oolala in the scented tea category. Biz Insight. Juries for this year's contest were chaired by Corinne Baudry, who explained the judging process. Tea and herbal specialists and professional tasters first confirm the classification and then evaluate the gastronomic and sensory properties of the samples to determine which best move through the preliminary round. Teas and tisans that advance are considered for a medal. Visit the website en.avpa.fr for a complete list of winners. Tea tensions between Nepal and India ease somewhat this week as India lifted a ban on blending Nepali tea imports with domestically grown Darjeeling tea. In November 2021, India halted the practice of blending Himalayan origins with geographic indicator-protected Darjeeling teas. The decision led to increased costs. Major buyers, including Tata Tea, stopped bidding on Darjeeling teas for their popular Tata Gold brand, a blend that is not marketed as Darjeeling. Tata previously purchased a million kilos a year, about 15% of Darjeeling's output, but switched to sources in Nepal and Sri Lanka due to the ban. The price paid for Darjeeling tea, a composite of direct sale and auction prices, fell from an average 600 rupees in 2021 to around 400 rupees this year, about $4.85 per kilo in U.S. dollars. Growers in Nepal expressed relief. Mahish Aral, treasurer of Shuryoda Tea Producers Association in Ilam, told the Kathmandu Post, quote, It's a welcome decision for Nepali tea traders. The move may ease exports of our products to India now, end quote. India is the largest buyer of Nepal tea, which is exported duty-free. Production has fallen in Darjeeling, which produces around 7 million kilos annually, of which 3 to 4 million is consumed by domestic tea drinkers. Demand in export markets, such as Japan, 
has declined. And Schumann Canoria, who owns two Darsling Tea Gardens, told the Hindustan Times that the solution is to increase demand. Of course, we must protect the GI and take action on free entry of Nepal tea to India, he said. But this should not penalize buyers who support Darsling. India's parliament is still considering an anti-dumping duty ranging from 40 to 100 percent to discourage entry of low-quality tea. Aryal, the Producers Association spokesman in Nepal, said, quote, The latest decision is positive, but in the long run, Nepali authorities need to make efforts to export Nepali tea to third countries by establishing its distinct identity, end quote. Assam's Ministry for Commerce met this week to address worsening conditions at tea estates. A draft tea policy contains recommendations for replacing aging plants and worn-out machinery, providing financial support to encourage local consumption at tea boutiques, funds for marketing at trade fairs, and subsidies and new sustainability recommendations for certifications attesting to improved quality. According to a spokesman for the Tea Association of India, the most important task is to increase per capita consumption in the domestic market. There are more than a million tea workers at 850 Assam estates and many more smallholders growing tea that is processed at Botley factories. Tea Biz correspondent Rupak Goswami in Assam provides an in-depth look at conditions voiced by smallholders who are paid only 12 to 16 rupees, about 15 cents per kilo U.S. One smallholder told Goswami, quote, The only way for the survival of small tea growers is to have our own identity, for which we will have to have our own factories where we can get good prices, end quote. Read his report in this week's TBS blog. Arvinda Adantharama in Bengaluru reports on this week's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending October 15, 2022. This week, there was a new notification from the Tea Board of India allowing retailers to blend imported tea with Indian teas that are protected by the GI. This effectively reverses the prohibition issued in November 2021 which had been in response to concerns about adulteration of Darjeeling tea with Nepal tea. Consequently, a large volume of tea remained unsold in the auctions, as Tata Consumer Products Limited, one of the biggest buyers of Darjeeling tea in the domestic market, had stopped purchasing Darjeeling tea, which goes into the Tata Gold Packs. An estimated 1 million kilos of Darjeeling tea, which is about 15% of Darjeeling's annual production, is bought by Tata Consumer Products. Now, under the new order, a GI tea that is blended with an imported tea cannot claim the GI label. In auctions, in sale 41, Kolkata saw a good demand for orthodox CTC and dust grades. Middle East and CIS countries were active for orthodox grades, while blenders were active for dust. Darjeeling continued to see muted sales as Tata consumer products stayed away. However, Hindustan Unilever was active for Darjeeling, but average prices remained below 500 rupees. A kilo. Guwahati also saw good demand for both dust and leaf grades. Major blenders were active and prices were slightly higher than the previous week. 
in the south, Evie Thomas was active for dust at Cochin. And in Kunur, both Orthodox and CTC graves did well with over 80% of the offering sold. More in a minute, but first, this important message. Hello, I'm Bogdan, a passionate tea drinker and the inventor of the ultimate tea machine, the Brewmaker One. Preparation is key to making fine tea. Sequential steepings deliver the best taste possible and unlock the true value of whole leaf teas and botanicals. Brew automates that process without using any pots or capsules. This simple-to-operate, smartphone-control device stores steeping profiles to consistently make great tea at the push of a button. Brew also reduces time, waste and energy. That's because I engineered the brew to remember control settings for temperature, brewing time and quantity. Using my patented process lets you stack steep simply and conveniently. This week, TVS travels to New York, where Nashal Banskoda, founder of the Nepal Tea Collective, shares his vision of a public benefit corporation that shifts the focus to creating value for every stakeholder in tea, in addition to shareholder dividends. In 2015, after graduating college in the United States, Nishal, who grew up near Ilam, farming Nepal's first certified organic food garden, returned to open the BG Tea Bar, the first tea bar in Kathmandu. A year later, following a devastating 7.8 magnitude earthquake, he launched Nepal Tea, which has since grown in sales and reputation. Vanskoda says that he is committed to creating tech-enabled, transparently traded tea. His venture produced award-winning Himalayan teas, sustainably sourced and packaged, bringing jobs to the tea lands that paid double the prevailing wage. Teas are shipped directly to consumers worldwide. Every handmade package is labeled with a QR code that enables buyers to meet the growers at one of three tea farms. The omnichannel business earns high gross margins selling wholesale and packaged tea. One percent of revenue is reinvested in farming communities, and a tea sapling is planted for every order, 10,000 in 2022. Vanskoda is currently seeking investors on WeFunder with a goal of 600,000 U.S. dollars. The money will be used to extend the brand to include organic botanicals, make the company's supply chain more sustainable, and construct infrastructure for visiting tea tourists. A three-year goal is to build a modern packaging and fulfillment center in Nepal. The campaign is nearing 200000 The minimum investment is $250. Nishal Banskoda, Nepal Tea's founder and a tea pioneer's son, joins us today on the Tea Biz Podcast. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Honored to be on your podcast. Tell us about your initial inspiration for the company and, more importantly, how it has evolved. So the whole idea or the inspiration that um, really came for me um, to get into the tea industry in general when I started six years ago was just a story of my father 
and how this this leaf camellia sinensis was able to transform a village into a thriving community and that uh, tea as a catalyst for social change so that's how i started in 2016 i vividly remember being on a booth and trying to bring teas from our family farm and you know presenting it to people and it's been 6 years and all i can say is every year we've gotten better response from people from all around the world and it has been it has been amazing to see the impact that we have made just on our family farm and other smallholder farmers in january 2022 um what we decided was a crucial step towards what we envision our bigger mission in the tea industry will be and so we converted to a public benefit corporation day one when i started the company it was much more than um uh, money making business that i had always envisioned it was a lot more about impact and how we can really help the producers uh, the farmers who are almost invisible to the consumers my personal goal in this whole tea industry is to really get 1 million farmers out of poverty within their generation and within my lifetime so i'm 30 now so i hopefully have enough years in my life to be able to get to that number on the charter of the company we said um we are not only going to be responsible for creating value for the shareholders rather than that we will be responsible or we look forward to creating value for all the stakeholders so we just literally changed one word in our company charter from creating value for shareholders with the word stakeholders and stakeholders mean every single farmer that is going to be supplying even a kilo of leaf to us we took us uh, took our mission once up further to put it into actionable items so 1% of our top line revenue is directly going to the farmers themselves i know it's it could be thought of as a very small amount but that gesture itself is going to help all of these producers the people that supply teas to us are not just going to be suppliers they're going to be partners in the whole complete business and uh, the more we sell the more we more they get and the more they get they're going to invest that into creating better products so we're going to buy it at a better price and sell even more of that so at the end of the day it creates a cycle where they create value for us and we create value for them and really create the sustainable relationships uh with the producers and also the consumers we want to set the standard for us ourselves so high that even we will be accountable in such a way that every single year we're going to publish what we did how we did it and what that impact was exactly on our website so everything is going to be completely transparent and traceable we are making our lives difficult in a way by doing all of this because we believe in it so much that the tea industry has not been too fair to the producers and the farmers and we want to change that Michelle you were born in Nepal and you've lived and worked on a tea farm for much of your life will you tell our listeners about the beauty of Nepal and why it's such a great place to grow tea Yeah so Nepal itself um is really the country of the Himalayas and at the same time the geography that uh, that where the tea grows and which is obviously expanding that really has that microclimate that is absolutely suitable for production of high quality teas the you know the winds coming out from the mountains and really uh, from the bay of bengal really create 
very uh, volatile environment in which the tea plants actually really, really thrive. And that really creates a very nice environment for the tea plants to really create a lot of flavors. And it's not just that, but the uh, the tea plants, which are obviously, you know, uh, much younger, really also help in terms of really creating a distinct uh, flavors for the teas uh, that are grown in Nepal. One of the most interesting things that I have uh, found is the passion of the tea maker. And the tea makers are young. When you when when it's uh, when you think about tea makers, you think about you know generations like years and years, decades of experience and all of that. But one thing which is quite different in Nepal itself is the tea makers are super young. In fact, the tea maker in my, our tea fa- family farm is twenty two years old right now. He's one of the youngest tea makers in Nepal and still is able to get the guidance from all of the, you know, the, the the traditional tea making guidance, but at the same time is not at all hesitant to experiment with what can be done to these leaves. So they're experimenting with a lot of different types of leaves. And the testament towards the quality of that is the awards that it has been winning in many parts of the world. In fact, just yesterday, six of our teas, which were made by all these young tea makers, won awards in the AVPA contest. So there were six awards that were won by our um, geography. So all in all, to summarize um, this, the climate itself really creates a very uh, good environment for the production of the tea itself. Just the pristine environment and how all of these tea farmers they're not cultivating teas in a form of a very corporate structure. They're all taking care of these tea bushes just as they would as their child, in a way. So they're really taking care of these bushes. The young tea makers are experimenting with what is the best way to create the, the highest quality teas in there. And plus, you know, just the organic way of uh, cultivation that has been there for, you know, years that just favors the quality of the teas that are produced in the country. To realize your vision will take additional resources from outside investors, and ultimately, it will take an organization that is more capable of producing results than during the initial startup phase. You've done remarkable work over the last six years. Now it makes sense to bring additional investors on board. Will you explain the mechanism so that others can help you to realize your vision? Yeah. um, uh, When my father started uh, the first organic tea garden in Nepal, it was also a vision that was almost unheard of in the in the 90s. And then, you know, slowly, um, slowly, just a lot of people picked it up. And at the same time today, it's thought of as the ideal model in the village that has completely transformed the community. I want to be able to do that, replicate that model in a way that is favorable for the whole country. Um, in a lot of ways, and a lot of other smallholder farmers. So it is actually going to take a lot of investments, a lot of expertise, a lot of young energy to really get to that vision uh, of really fulfilling the dream of the collective. What we have done is really connect all of these consumers all around the world to actually be investors in the dream. So, and that is also one of the easiest ways we have found to really bring the consumers together for uh, so to connect the consumers to the producers themselves. So now, Nepalti Collective is actually opening up investments in the company itself from any single person around the world. 
It's an equity crowdfunding model that we are raising our funds through. Uh, you can go to wefunder.com slash Nepalti Collective. Any person around the world can literally start with $250 to actually invest in the company. Our goal is big. So what we envision to do is really be able to create a complete fulfillment center in the southern part of the country and be able to collect a lot of different teas from many different geographies on the hilly areas and also in the Tarai, uh, the southern part of the country, bring it to a fulfillment center, consolidate all of that, and really be able to store it properly, package it properly, add all of those value in Nepal itself, generating employment, generating, um, you know, revenues for the country itself, and be able to, you know, leverage the logistics through Amazon and Shopify and a lot of um, just leverage tech in general to be able to sell globally, to be able to create this identity for Nepal and Nepalites in general. I envision a world where anybody living anywhere in the world can just go to our website and be able to order teas directly from the source and know at the same time where that tea is coming from, when was it plugged, how was it made, who were the people behind these teas, and all of that kind of stuff. We want tea companies, we want tea lovers, we want anybody who drinks tea to become a part of this. And at the same time, organizations that we are already starting talks with is people who really want to see impact on the ground. So impact funds, non-governmental agencies, all of them, when all of us come together, I think that's when the beauty begins and really creates value for not just the tea industry. This will be a model for all of the agriculture products that are coming out of the country. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of tea biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the TBiz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.